Hey everybody! So we were just like sitting here talking, rambling about nonsense before we were going to bed about four hours ago. Um, and we were talking and I thought it sounded interesting so I decided to press record. So this is me introducing something after we've already finished. Um, I recorded like the first part of it and we had our fan on so the sound is kind of weird at first um it's not like bad but you can totally hear the fan in the background um and then like 20 minutes in we had a kerfuffle with our dog so um that kind of um changed some things and we like turned the fan off and whatever and the rest of it sounds fine but just want to let you know, so I'm pretty much cutting into the middle of us having a conversation, but I think that it, you kind of understand where we're coming from and like what we're talking about, you know, even though we're just like diving straight into it without like really like starting the conversation naturally. Um, but this is just how we do things a lot of the time. So yeah. It wasn't because everyone's doing the same things. The United States economy crashed. And because the United States economy crashed, the entire world's economy crashed. In 1929, when we had the Great Depression, it wasn't a simultaneous thing that all the major markets in, in Beijing and in London and the United States all just crashed. Coincidentally, the United States crashed. And because the United States crashed, all the other world economies crashed at the same time. We went through a worldwide depression. Same thing with 2008. Same thing with what's going on now. If the United States failed, the entire world would fail. Okay, I also saw something on Facebook, and it was like something like, and this is why we should no longer trade with China, blah, 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 or something. It was saying something, like, I guess, like, we haven't been trading or, like, something about trade. But I know that we had just talked about how why trade is, like, essential and why it's, like, even more important. But, like, I just learned in my class that I told you about that it was, like, if if somebody can make something at a cheaper price than you, then they can make more than you. So, like it they can make more than you would be able to make and like your margins change when you trade with them or something is any of this making sense no that's exactly like the reason why people trade is that it it could cost you more money to make something in your country and it would cost them less money to make the same thing in their country and vice versa and that's why you trade. It's a- well, and it was even it, it explained and it it made like so much sense to me at the time, but I'm not going to be able to explain it the same way. But like it was saying, even if you're in a situation where you can make something for one dollar and China can make something for one dollar, it still would be beneficial for China to make it because the other thing that you're trading, you can make for cheaper or something. So it's like for every like I don't know I don't know how to explain it but it was it was basically saying that like even in situations where we could make something for cheap the act of trading it 
because China can't make something else for cheap, so they are trading two of the thing that we could make. So, like, I'm, like, making all kinds of a mess here. So if yeah. you if you make if, – if we are producing pineapples – and we can produce pineapples for a dollar. China can produce pineapples for a dollar. And then we are producing tomatoes. And we can produce tomatoes for one dollar. China can produce tomatoes for two dollars. Then we would trade two tomatoes for one pineapple. Or wait, we would trade one tomato for two pineapples or like something. And so like we would end up getting more in the trade. Even though we could make the pineapples for cheaper and the tomatoes for cheaper, it's, like, more beneficial because it costs the other country more money. So they trade us more, and so we end up getting more in the trade than we would be able to make ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's – it's also – it's and that's what's going on right now, which, you know, I'm not going to get political about it, but, like, NAFTA is is well first what 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 Barack Obama was trying to do with the uh, uh, I can't remember the acronym now but the Asian uh, Pacific Partnership um, and what NAFTA was you know some of those things need to be negotiated better but that's what you do you do a trade negotiation so like let's say that um, uh, the United States can make books and we can make them at seventy five cents a piece. Don't do sense because that's confusing to me. Well, no, it'll make sense. Sense. Um, if you can make a book for 75 cents a piece and China can make a book for a dollar a piece, what makes sense that we would make books ourselves and not buy the books from China for a dollar, right? Right. Okay. But if you had a negotiation with them where um, we could give them apples for a dollar a piece and which costs us you know it would cost two dollars to buy it from them and oranges for a dollar a piece we'd sell them it would you know it cost us you're you end up getting more bang for your buck even though typical like technically maybe one or two things you're actually buying at a loss and we do this all the time Right, that's why I was just explaining with my pineapple metaphor. Yeah, and that, I mean, I do that all the time in a very micro sense in the restaurant where I go, I make, well, I don't do it in Vermont because Vermont's so close, but in Missouri, I would make decisions and I would say, okay, I'm going to buy this from you, even though I can buy it cheaper from somebody else because I'm adding my my valuation because I I have buying power and because of the buying power i'm negotiating a lower you know i'm maybe i'm buying um lettuce at 50 cents more ahead than i would somewhere else but because of that it hits a, a threshold of two thousand dollars a week and because i'm hitting that two thousand dollar threshold a week i'm getting you know 25 cents less a pound for beef which at the end of the day makes me more of a profit overall yeah. So anyway, the thing that I saw was basically saying like that we shouldn't be trading, and like after this, like we should close the borders and like all this stuff this and whatever. 
was this a comment or was this your book? Because if it was a comment, that makes sense because they're stupid. If it was a book, that doesn't make any sense. No, I think this was a Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bunch of, you know, like we talk about all the time, like it's a bunch of people that don't know what the hell they're talking about that like to read one or two articles and think it's like this idea. Okay, fine. Why don't we just cut off all trade and see? I mean, why do we trade? You know, like it's almost like these people have, there are the people that have, all these degrees in, in, in international politics and, and economics and things like that, making the decisions, and you have some stupid idiot on Facebook and it's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And Rush Limbaugh, who has degrees in what, should make – he has honorary degrees. Like he doesn't have a degree in economics. He doesn't agree in, in, in foreign policy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Why was he – You know, it's, it's not like – the reason why – just I know this is like a, a crazy – in around. I don't know what Rush Limbaugh has to do with anything. Well, it's like these peop- these commentators that, that, that they say things, but they have no idea. Right now, Donald Trump is talking about the disease. Here we go, not getting political. Nobody listens to Donald Trump. He's the president, yes, but he's not Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is the expert. We want to listen to the expert. I don't want to listen to Vice President Pence. I don't want to listen to Donald Trump. I want to listen to the expert. I see. You're making a comparison. When you're at war, you listen to generals. You don't listen to Bill Gates. So you're saying that when we're talking about the economy, you don't listen to Rush Limbaugh, who I guess is making comments about the economy? Well, everyone makes comments about the economy, just like everyone makes comments about politics. So you want to listen to the economists? I want to listen to the experts. You don't literally, you're not sitting there in the waiting room waiting for the doctor's results, talking to the person who's at the left of you, saying what your symptoms are, and the mechanic goes, yeah, I think that's you pretty good. You should probably take two Tylenols, a shot of Jaeger, and you should be good to go. I think that we could make a comparison to the anti-vaxxers with this, like, as well, that they're getting their information from Facebook instead of doctors, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've literally never w- taken my car to Baskin Robbins and asking them to fix it. Like, I don't know. That's not how this works. You take your car to a mechanic. You take your economy to, you know, you economists. Take your, you, take, you just pick up the economy and you just take it to the economists. Well, I mean, I mean, that's seriously like, you know, you don't – typically if you have a problem with your with – your, um, when you're in a class and you have questions, you, you, you should probably ask the teacher or the TA as opposed to the guy who's making a D – in the class, you know, if you have any questions, like you go to experts, that's what you do. That's why they're called experts. Well, I, well, okay. So this was just a Facebook post. So it wasn't like it was from someone smart or anything, but, um, I do think that the general, like the general idea about trade is that, well, like on a dumb level, like for someone like me who like had no idea anything about it until I took a class, like the, I think the general idea is like, we we make something and they make something and we trade it because they make it cheaper and we make it cheaper but my class like these like things that we just broke down like it's not just about who can make it one thing cheaper than the other because you're like comparing like a lot of things and there's like a lot that you have to like factor in yeah, I mean, it's extremely complicated. And then sometimes you put um, politics into it. So it it might be possible that... Um, that you're trading with someone 
not just because of the price, but also because of, like, your relationship. Yeah, I mean, think about it, like, if you have a country, like, let's pretend it's Afghanistan and Iraq, and I, I don't know if we did this or not, but we might very well incentivize um, Americans to buy from Iraq or Afghanistan to try to boost up their economy. It might be more expensive. It might cost 60 cents to buy it domestically, but it could cost 70 cents to buy it um, from Iraq. But what the government does is the government will give you the 10 cents or maybe they give you 11 cents, make it a little bit cheaper to buy it from Iraq because we're trying to help them out and because we have a geopolitical um, reason for that. Okay, so this has nothing to do with that, but does that, the way that that would work, is that how, like, free healthcare works? That they incentivize you, like, that they pay the difference, but, like, there's an incentive for them to do that, or does that have nothing to do with it? Or does that not make any sense? No, it can. It's just really complicated. It's really complicated. Like, there's so many different... And that's why healthcare is just... Healthcare is, like, super complicated because you have so many different models of how um, it gets done. It's not... Yeah, it's not really a, a... I can't... Well, okay, so I understand what you're saying. So it's, like... It's, like... It might cost more, but they'll, like help you or they'll incentivize you or whatever to buy um is i was just wondering if there was like a like a smaller scale example that you could compare that to but maybe not i i think that like my example is probably about as small as it could possibly go um i mean healthcare the moment you Healthcare is such a quagmire. The moment you put healthcare into it, everything is gets, it gets complicated. It I think that's your. Is that your favorite word? Is it's the the trope word that you use all the time? Quagmire. Yeah. When do I use quagmire? I think you say it every single time we have a conversation. Well, I guess it's it's not on purpose. I I don't remember the last time I. The said. only reason why it like sticks in my brain is because isn't that the guy's name on one of, one of those cartoon shows what oh family guy yeah yeah family guy yeah he's not a quagmire but yeah uh the, the okay the, the the best way to to look at it would be like if um when they do if if the state of vermont were to um, do a, do a thing for like a weekend or whatever. And they say, if you, if you buy local, we'll take the tax. Oh, okay. So like buying local, like is, is more expensive usually. Right. But like, is there an incentive to do it? Yeah. And if the state of Vermont or whatever state, you know, it is, they decide to not, um, take, they make it tax free. Well, it's going to hurt the state of Vermont's um, tax revenue, but it will help the the individual, you know, shop owners or small businesses in the state. And it will perpetuate their like economy, like their income and their yes. And so, in that situation, the idea is hopefully it will increase their sales in the long run, which will increase the the, the tax base 
later. So like in the situation I was just talking about, the idea would be... Wait, does that have anything to do with the bottle thing? Yes, kind of. The bottle thing is... Are you talking about the bottle redemption? Well, so like in the state of Vermont, like you get taxed when you purchase like alcohol, like bottles or like cans, but then you get like, you get, if you take them back to the store, you get um, like, what is it called? Like a coupon? Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. That's a different situation altogether. That's like, I don't remember what that would be called. But that would be almost like the opposite of like a sin tax. So it's almost like you're giving people incentive. You're you're forcing people to do the right thing. So it's almost like back, I think San Francisco did this. A couple cities did this where it was like if you had a trash, if you had trash pickup, they'd charge you, let's say, $60 a month. If you had trash and recycling, they charged you $50 a month. I see. So, well, in the state of Vermont, this is a fun fact. The state of Vermont doesn't do trash pickup. I guess, no. I was gonna say maybe you could pay for it, but no, they don't do trash pickup. If you have trash, you have to take it to the dump and you have to pay for it yourself. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's an extreme version of that, but that's not what we're talking about. But that that's that's the government trying to. Well, there. So there's like the carrot and the stick. So like the carrot would be. Um, the carrot and the stick is the idea and like let's pretend it's a donkey I know what the carrot and okay. the stick is so so the carrot would be like I think the San Francisco model I think it, I, I, I don't know if it's San Francisco but it's like if you have trash it's like $60 a month if you have trash and recycling it's $50 a month the Vermont model is the stick where it's okay we're not picking up your own trash. You have to take care of it yourself. You have to put the trash bags in your car. You have to take it to the dump. You have to pay for it per bag. And everything you recycle um, goes, you know, we'll pick up your recycling and that's it. So that's the stick version of that. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something that benefits, I mean, I guess it benefits the earth, but it's. <laughs> he said with a look of disdain on his face. No, I mean, it's just, it doesn't like the, the, the... I guess it benefits the earth. No, it's just, it's it's not... <laughs> the rationale doesn't make as much sense because there's not like... I will say, though, like, w- the difference from when... Because we recycled, we recycled in St. Louis because we had, there was a dumpster outside, like, at the end of the street. We would... We did. We had a, we had, there was a, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. No, because I remember because we would have boxes and I would set the boxes by the door. I remember this. So we had like, there's a dumpster for recycling. There's a dumpster for trash at the end of the, wasn't there? Are you sure? He's saying no. I don't know. Okay. Maybe we did it. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I I feel like we did. I I recycled at work. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. I'm telling you we didn't recycle. I know we didn't recycle because I'm the one that took out the trash. I will tell you, sometimes the, I'm not, hey, I'm not like poo-pooing the stick. Like sometimes you need the stick to, to, to hit you over the head. To, to You know, I'm if we move somewhere out that didn't do it, I guarantee we would take that with us. I'm glad that the state does okay, that. Okay, well, so, so what I was getting to is. Hold on. I'm going to get a beer. You're going to. I'm getting a beer. I'll be okay. back.
Sorry. What is it? What? Oh, it's uh, Labatt Blue. It's um, a Canadian beer owned by uh, Magic Hat. Magic Hat's a pretty well-known uh, craft beer company um, found in Vermont. They own Labatt. Labatt's probably got to be one of the top well-known uh, Canadian beers. Um, it's like, I would say like Budweiser. They have Labatt Blue, but they have Labatt Light. And it's not like Bud Light where like, but it's like you have Budweiser and you have Bud Light, but Bud Light's more popular than Budweiser. Uh, Labatt Blue's way more popular than, than uh, Labatt Light. Okay, so he had to go get a beer. Typically the beer should happen in the beginning of the conversation, but uh, we were laying in bed <laughs> talking and it just turned into a podcast conversation. So I had to hit record. Um, so the beer just happened in the middle because <laughs> we were going to bed, but now we've stirred up the revolution. Um, anyway, I thought we recycled. Molly's <laughs> having some struggles. <laughs> Molly can't breathe. Um, I thought that we recycled, but I recycled. I had a nanny job and I recycled at their house. So I guess I just assumed that we recycled too. I remember something with boxes, but I guess not. Um, so anyway, so I get, I mean, like we took the trash out probably once, once a week, if not more, would you say when we were in St. Louis? Yes? No? Yeah. I would think yeah. That. I think Molly, <laughs> Molly. Jesus, Molly, come here. Okay. So our dog is. I'm just gonna. This is just gonna be a clusterfuck of. <laughs> this is just gonna be a very, a very interesting podcast. Mo- <laughs> I don't think I can keep recording. Molly, Molly is. <laughs> okay, so our dog Molly is. Um, Hi, Molly. Hi, sweet girl. She's an old lady. She is a puggle, and so she has a pug, a pug-like snout, basically. It's a little bit longer than a typical pug face, but because of that, she has breathing problems sometimes, and if she, like, breathes in too deeply, like, her, I think her, like, palate can slip or something, Um, and then she, like, is struggling to, like, get it back, so she just had, like, a little bit of a breathing, (laughs) breathing, She's like burying her face in the pillow now. She had a little bit of a a breathing struggle. And now we have like the whole crew in bed with us. The dogs are all here. Well, I always always think it's funny when like you see them as humans. And I see them as animals. And we have like disagreements about this. But I know like her thing is all she has to do is like calm down. The problem is like... She doesn't know that she needs to calm down. She doesn't understand English, and you can't, like, force her to, like, all you have to do is calm down, and everything's fine. She's like, what are you talking about? Just like when they're sick, they have no idea, you know, why they're sick, and they think they're going to die. Now Jameson's licking this shit out of me, so we're just going to be, Molly's going to have some deep breathing, Jameson's licking, it's fine. Anyway, back to recycling. So, when we got to Vermont... Um, (laughs) when we got to Vermont, um, we have to recycle. Um, they give us a little like box to put all of our recycling stuff in. And then we have a dumpster that has trash and we have a dumpster that has recycling. And because we live in an apartment. 
Yes, yes, because we live in an apartment. Um, and because you were saying. No, I know. I was going to get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we, um, so in doing that, it like kind of forced us to recycle. I think, I think there was something, it's, it was kind of like, like this is not optional. Like you have to do this. And I think that I was very worried. I'm the one that like is home and produces most of the trash, most of the recycling, whatever. So I think I was concerned that I was going to get in trouble if I didn't do it. So it like kind of forced us very quickly into recycling everything. And then like I was mentioning with the cans and stuff, like we get taxed on like cans. So cans and bottles like beer and stuff like that. So we always take that back to the grocery store and we get like a discount on our groceries. It's like 50 cents for like a whole huge bag of cans. But um, so it's like sort of forced us into like being people that recycle. Um, And I noticed very quickly that when you're recycling and when you're recycling right and you're recycling like everything that you're supposed to recycle, um, you don't make as much trash as you do when you're not recycling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, in the restaurants, it's even more complicated because in the restaurant, we have the compost, which means all our food has to go in a separate container, and then we have trash. Oh, well, and composting... I'm interrupting you, sorry. But composting is... That's an even better... So I was going to say, like, in our house... Like, you can talk about the restaurant, too, but, like, in our house, like, we... like. You how often do you throw out a trash bag? Like once every like two weeks, every three weeks. Like we don't we don't have trash that much. And then when I was nannying here, um, that was where I found out that you have to throw away the trash at the dumpster and like you can't, or like at a trash dump and you can't just like they don't pick it up. Um, because the mom that I worked for, she was like, Yeah, we got here and I was like, Oh, we can't sign up for trash because they don't have trash pickup here. And you have to recycle and you have to compost. And composting was like super weird for me at first. But like if we had a compost, which we don't have a compost, and that's maybe something that like once we're a little more hardcore Vermonters like we might do. Um, when you compost, it's just you take all of the like food, like the peels and the like all of the food waste basically and instead of throwing it in the trash, you throw it in, which is what you were getting ready to say, I know. Oh, what were you getting ready to say? You want me to break your heart? What? We have a composting uh, bin in our trash, in our uh, dumpster. We do? Yes. Here? Yes. We always have. Well, why don't we do that? You're in charge of the house. Well, how, but we don't have a bin to put it in. We would have to have another bin. That's what. So in the restaurant, we have um, three bins. In the kitchen, we have bins all over the place. But in the kitchen, we have three bins. So if someone comes in with a plate of food or whatever, um, the excess food has to go into one bin. Recyclables go into another bin. And the trash, that's neither of those two, went to a third bin. And then when we take them downstairs to our trash area, uh, we have different bins for those different things. Well, so... Like, the family that I needed for, they had this little, like, bucket that they put in their refrigerator. But that was, like, I want to say that was, like, supplied by Vermont for them. So, have you taken trash out and you saw the two dumpsters? Mm-hmm. One was recycling, one was trash. Mm-hmm. Did you see a green-looking trash can? I think, it's like, the trash can's in the middle. Yep. 
That's the compost. the compost. Well, okay, I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to buy a container then because I was going to say, so at the family that I nanny for with them composting, like, what do you throw away? Like, if you if you are composting the food scraps and you are recycling all the recycling stuff, you're throwing away, like, dirty tissues, paper towel. Like you're, you're like, you're not throwing away very much stuff. Yeah, you're not supposed to throw away much stuff. You're supposed to throw away anything that, that can't be recycled. Um, or composted. Or composted. But, I mean, technically, typically, we're not supposed to compost bones, I'm pretty sure. You're not supposed to compost, like, bones and, like, oils and juices yeah. and stuff like that. But, like, if you have, like, pieces, like, little, like, I cut off chicken fat, which I guess maybe that's juice, that, that would count as juices. No, chicken fat is definitely compostable. So, like, I always cut off the the fatty pieces of chicken, and, like, we throw away, like, produce. When produce gets bad, we throw away, like, produce peels, um, like, the ends of stuff like that. But, like, we don't throw away, like, food very – because if we make something, you eat all of it, and if I make something, I eat the leftovers until they're gone because I don't – I just eat the same thing over and over again. So how much food – Honestly, other than like produce that's gone bad because I was too ambitious with buying it, how much food do we honestly throw away? Not a lot, but like just the restaurant business, just to put it in perspective, we have six recycling containers, three composting containers, and two trash containers. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I've already noticed a difference just from recycling to here, like from going from non-recycling to recycling, how much less trash we are producing. And if we were composting, like, that would be even... And that's honestly half the reason why we throw the trash out is because there's something in our trash can that is, like, stinking up our house that is, like, tiny pieces of food that could have just been composted. I like how you were saying food, but you were going to say fish. Well, it's, it's either, like, fish or chicken in our like trash can that's like stinking up our house and we throw away bags i feel like the trash bags are never full no they're not i just thought it was funny because it's like the fish makes you angry because you don't eat fish and when like well when there are freaking crawfish heads in my trash can it's not a good it's not a <laughs> yes jameson you tell him it's not a good look i know so I don't know how we got from talking about politics to talking about uh, recycling. But I also will say, so I went to my mom's over the summer and I was staying with my mom and my sister. And when I was there, it was driving me mad because of all the things that could be recycled that they weren't recycling. But that was because there was an issue and they weren't issued their recycling bin like they were supposed to by the state or the city of St. Louis or whatever. Um, But my sister like kind of got interested and my sister... My sister wanted to be a vegetarian for all of a day um, before realizing that she doesn't eat enough. Or she smelled a steak. <laughs> I don't think it was even steak probably that swayed her. It was probably something else. But um, she wanted to do something and she talked about composting. And I remember looking up, like you can get like um, a bin on Amazon that's like made basically to be a composting bin. And like you can put like little bags in it that break down. And then you just throw the bags out. So maybe we'll have to look into doing something like that. Yeah. I mean, and, but just somewhat get back to where we were at. I've always been a fan of um, politically and socially and whatever. I've always been a fan of the carrot. I've never been a fan of the stick because I believe that the stick doesn't, if you, if you force people to do things, you, you, you know, you, 
you go after people for not doing what you want them to do. That doesn't make them do the right thing. Um, but, or it makes them do the right thing because they have to, but then when that's taken away, they'll stop. But to be honest with you, moving here, um, if we move back to Tennessee or wherever, Missouri, it would definitely be, maybe not the composting, I don't know, because we haven't done it, but I know that we would be those uber liberals that would be... I know, we'll be the crazy recycling people. We would be, but that's just because I, I you know, you get accustomed to something and it's a habit and you just do it and you understand. Well, oh, I think, well, and I, I think definitely like me seeing, because typically, typically what happens is... The one thing that I refuse to do is take out the trash. And usually that's because the dumpster is outside in the dark and it's scary and it's far away. In this case, it's not far away, but I've seen like possums and stuff crawl out of that trash. So that's not something that I choose to do in the dark. So that's always the one thing. Like I will do everything else in our house, but I really refuse to take out the trash unless I have to. If there's a situation where it just needs to be done, I will do it. Um, But... I prefer not to. And typically what happens because you are always at work or you are like hardly ever home or whatever, you are not making the trash. Um, You are not always aware when the trash is full. And we've always, I feel like we've like almost always had trash that is under the sink. And I don't think that that's typically common, but I think our apartments have just always been like our last two apartments, at least not the Kirkwood apartment, but our the Cree 4 apartment we had and then this apartment they both the trash goes under the sink that's how it yeah you're like making why are you making a face like that what are you like you don't remember or you don't I know do oh i did that you did what oh you're right okay I, <laughs> i'm acting like they have to go under there and they don't oh my god <laughs> oh my god okay so in the last two apartments that we've lived in, we we have been, made the decision via Tommy to put the trash under the sink. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I thought. Oh my god, I think I for real thought that the trash had to be under there for some. Okay, I'm an idiot. Anyway, um, so we've been putting our trash under the sink, and so our trash isn't out. So I think that you don't always realize when the trash is full or in this situation when it's like stinky and gross. So I will like pull it out and like put a new bag in and like put it by the door or something so that he can take it out. Um, but I definitely, because I am the one that does that and I'm the one that's home and I'm the one that's like producing most of it and whatever. Um, I definitely notice a difference and like we're producing way, way, way less trash because we are recycling and we take the recycling out way more when we take the trash out and I think that that's an easy habit to get into and I think that's an easy habit to maintain so I think that if Vermont is using the stick method with recycling I think that this is one situation where it actually is fine and it's not like forcing a habit on people that people aren't gonna do I will say the nanny family that I was working for, it seemed like a fucking struggle because they had a baby and they had dirty diapers and so they were constantly having to go. And it's like not a situation where you can just like just like let it pile up a little bit and then take like a car full Oof. or something. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I don't know. I think that yeah, I think that the 
some places the carrot works, some places the stick works, like Vermont the stick works. I think that when we lived in Missouri, they did a rock. And maybe that that's <laughs> it is a rock. So okay, so um in in Vermont, when I first took over the pub, and this is a long conversation we'll have to go get into at some other point, but in my pubs I don't sell beer in bottles. I've only sold beer in cans, and there's a million reasons why. But when, um, so for here, what we do is we take the cans at the unused can or the used cans, we put them in bags, and then we the the different distributors will take the bags and they'll credit us. It's about five cents per can, so they kind of weigh it and kind of give us a a reading. When I was in St. Louis. Uh, and the rest, when the the last restaurant I worked in in St. Louis, we had one big dumpster for our trash, and we only had draft beer and we only had cans, so we didn't have bottles. And I was trying to get into a situation where we were trying to get it. I was trying to be more green and to recycle our cardboard and our cans and things. And I was told if we wanted a recycling bin, it was going to cost us something like a hundred and ten dollars more a month to do that. And so we went. Well, so I was like, well, fuck the world. We're not going to recycle. Yeah, I mean, that was it. I mean, you're looking at, you know, a lot of money at the end of the year. You're looking at almost $2,000 or over $2,000 just to do the right thing and recycle. So we're like, no, we're not going to recycle. And I, you know, it rubbed me really wrong that, you know, we were trying to do the right thing. And it was like, that's the rock. It's like. Well, but isn't that realistically like how a lot of stuff like that, like foods that are like organic and foods that are like, like stuff like that, like that is more pricey and like things that are like all natural ingredients and stuff like that. Like those things are usually more expensive because they are using recycled pencils. When they came out with recycled pencils, they were double the price of regular pencils. So to me, it's the carrot, the stick and the rock. The carrot is make the recycled pencil cheaper than the regular pencil. The stick is saying you can't use any other pencil but the recycled pencil. The rock is making the recycled pencil double the price of the regular pencil. And then who's wonder, doing the rock ever? Are people doing the rock? I made up the rock just now. I'm no, just, I know, but I know, but like that's what I'm saying. Are there people that are like, sure, we'll pay that? No, I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah, there are definitely people. I mean, that's why. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely people that were buying, um, you know, hybrid cars that were. Way more expensive to upkeep. They were just the angels of the world. Yeah, they're the nice people. They're the people that went, oh, we have these pencils, or we can get the recycled pencils, and they're basically like middle class liberals. I mean, I don't know, like people that can blow money, um, people that were recycling, people that are us, if we moved to St. Louis, that would be recycling, even though there's no incentive and we're not forced to do it just to do it. But it's just. It's much more difficult to do it like that. Molly is chugging away on these uh, Zs that she's sawing over here. Um, I was going to say something else that I learned in my, or that we talked about in my economics class. Um, We had to compare like two things, blah, 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 company reactions to things. But I compared like Tide or like Procter & Gamble to um, the Honest Company. And the honest company mm-hmm. is seventh generation because seventh seventh generation is also like a natural, like whatever, like the honest company. So 
like tied like per it was like per gallon or something I don't know it was like 30 cents and then like um seventh generation it was like 32 cents and then honest company was like 40 something cents and so like like I don't I don't exactly know but I guess like the the thought process is like you could have natural like whatever for like basically the same price as Tide like you could get like natural like laundry soap from seventh generation for the same price as Tide just like a couple cents more but then like the Honest Company like I guess because it's like a brand then it's like more I don't I don't really understand but like to me I would think I don't know I think that the so when you're looking at that kind of stuff, there's there's two things that you're looking at. One, you're looking at is this product <laughs> <clears throat> is this product real? And two, how much is it going to cost me? So, to me, there's a lot of times that whether it's a product that's diet or fat-free, or fat-free is perfect. You know, diet is actually perfect for this idea. So if you get potato chips and they're like fat-free potato chips, your fear is it's going to be less flavorful, right? If you get like a diet soda, your fear is is that it's not going to taste as good. So if I got um, an environmentally uh, uh, conscious um laundry detergent my my thought would be it wouldn't work as well even though it might my first thought is it won't because it's different it's an alternative the other problem is the price so even if this product's better if it costs more like i said about the pencils why well i would also say something that's interesting about like natural like detergents and things like that is which I also researched. So in 2016, um, Seventh Generation, which is owned by... Do you know who they're owned by? They're owned by um, like one of those big brands. Oh, it starts with an O, I think. Um, huh? It's owned by like a larger company, like Seventh Generation. It was, oh, Oracle? I don't know. Or like, with, I don't know, something. Like like Procter & Gamble. Like something big like that. You know? Or o- Olay? Or no, that's mm-hmm. not. That's not. Um, I don't know. It's owned by somebody. It's going to bother me. But um, they, in like 2016 or something, like they had, or maybe, I'm trying to figure out which one went first. Maybe it was the Honest Company. In 2016, the Honest Company had like a lawsuit that they I don't know which one came first actually. One was one was the honest company, one was seventh generation, and one happened in like 2016, one happened in 2017. But one of them, like, there was like all this backlash because they're supposed to be natural and they had like somebody found chemicals in that they were actually using chemicals in their laundry detergent. And then like the same exact thing happened in the other one. So in both cases they were like um they f- they filed one of them it was like a 5 million dollar settlement and i think the honest company was like a 1.5 million dollar settlement or i don't know something something around there my facts are real concise but 
um, it was basically like they had claimed that they were using all natural products, all natural ingredients, but they actually, there were like all these chemicals that were found that they had used in their products. And so they had to change their formula, obviously, because they were using like whatever but it's like interesting because like those chemicals are also probably in chemicals like tide Mm -hmm. like those those are probably like the same chemicals that they use but because they're not like trying to be because they're not saying that they're natural yeah well so just in my opinion it's like back to the carrot and stick it's literally back to that that um one of the things that really frustrates me is like when you saw Febreze, do you know where Febreze comes from? Mm-mm. An infomercial. ShamWow, infomercial. Uh, Kaboom, all that stuff <coughs> came from... <coughs> oh, sorry. coughing. <coughs> Jeez and rice. So when it, when it came, like, that's how those, those, those things, that people went, oh, this is effective. So I'm going to buy it. If, when you look at, like, these... Um, environmentally conscious brands in the supermarket um if you look at their labels they're very passive labels they're not bright colors they're not sharp they're not saying we have the best detergent what they're saying is we're environmentally conscious right and so oh you're right they are the honest company and seventh generation are both like white yeah they're super weak so what they're doing is they're playing to that audience so I mean, of course, it's like those people, what do they call them? Those people that went town, dead, town to town in the 1800s and that were uh, selling those elixirs that didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they did. They did. Like, uh, there was... Uh, like yeah. medicine men? Yeah, like, medicine men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would, yeah, they would They would go to town to town and it would be bullshit, but that's what they were doing. So Apothecary? Oh, no. No, not, not exactly the same thing. Uh, there's a there's a term for it and I can't remember what that's called, but um, that's what they were doing. I think like door to door salesman sounds fine, but it's kind of like that. But it was more bigger because they would like boast about. But either way, we're talking about like capitalism here. They're trying to. It's more expensive to do the right thing for the environment. It's less expensive to do 90% of the right thing for the environment and 10% of things that are bad for the environment and then project your label as being environmentally conscious. What needs to be done, in my opinion, and I'm not an expert, but in my opinion, it's like what Barack Obama did when he was president, which has been since taken back. But when you went, when you go to all the car companies and say, hey, look, in six years... Or so, you know, all your cars have to be this, these specs. They have to, you know, run on this. They have to, you know, those things. If you went to, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what is in Tide or whatever that it, you know. But if, if the government goes, okay, you have two years to figure out your formulas. And at this point, you can only use this percentage of whatever. Eventually... People are going to be innovative and they're going to um, find ways to make it more profitable to a point that it makes no sense to do differently. So in my in my view, especially with what Obama was trying to do that got shut down, but eventually, I mean, I believe that Americans 
especially Americans, but I believe people in, in general, um, they're innovative and they want to make a profit. So how they can make things cheaper and more efficient is it makes the most sense. So eventually, and now we're looking at that now with like um, wind, fuel, and, and, and solar power and things like that, that it's getting to the point that in the next 20 years, you know, petroleum's going to be the most expensive option. And why would you use petroleum if it's also hurting the country, if it's hurting the world and it's more expensive? So we have yeah. to. Well, so I will say in like defense, I, I did see something funny in, in like an article that it was like, um, it was like, uh, Jessica Alba's asking for it when she calls her company the Honest Company, and then they, like, <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what do you? Uh, that's that's if you're gonna if you're gonna say that if you're gonna put your your flag down on that, you know, if that's the flag you're gonna fly and you're gonna throw it down in the soil, you gotta be you gotta be right about that. But yeah, if that's the hill you're gonna die on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, but I will say I did another project. Um, for a previous class before this, uh, on sorry, sorry, I will say that I did buy a six pack of um, good beer, and it was not good. It was called is a Tennessee. I think it was a Tennessee brand. It was years ago. Oh, it was but, called good beer. Yeah, it was called good beer. It was not good beer. I was very disappointed. So I can understand the the vitriol. Okay. Anyway, um, so, um, before this, I did a project on the Honest Company for another class, and. I actually liked like all the things that I learned about the company and I actually thought that their products were really good and stuff. I remember when your sister who is a little bit um I don't know what the word is. I don't know. Um your sister for her baby registry registered for a bunch of honest stuff and I was like I was like, oh gosh, like honest like cuz like this was before like this was like several several years ago and I didn't know anything about um, Tony's company, but I just thought it was like, like, I don't know, silly and frivolous and like not. Which, which sister? I don't know. I, I assume your family doesn't listen to this, but I don't want to say, but, um, the one that has a fancier taste, I just thought they were fancy, like. If you don't know who I'm talking about when I, I say do. that, but I, I just do know what you're talking I about. just thought it was fancy. Mm. I just thought it was like a fancier. I just thought it was like a fancy brand, and I thought it was like for like people that like wanted she's like fancier also, things. She's also my most thoughtful sister, so I can see. I could see that, that she would be like the most eco. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, and I see that now, but this is also I. I like didn't even know. I did, like barely knew her, um, so. Or, like, had very little, like, I don't know. But it just seemed like, it seemed like, all I knew about it, it seemed, like, fancy. And then, so, like, doing, like, research and stuff about it. Like, obviously, like, over the years, like, I've learned, like, that's not what it's about. And it's, like, it's, like, all natural ingredients and things like that. But then doing research about it, like, I actually, like, really like it. And so it reminded me that I bought, like, things for her that were from the Honest Company. And so it kind of made me, like happy that I got that stuff for her because I liked some of the stuff that the honest company had like whatever and like to be honest like if we ever had a kid like I would probably the family that I needed for out here they had honest diapers and the honest diapers seemed comparable to me to like 
other diapers. And I know you're like not rolling your eyes. <laughs> not in price point, right? I no, would think probably more. probably not in price point, but the quality and the quality of diapers makes a big difference. And I had a favorite diaper before the Honest Company. Um, but I do think that like some of the products and stuff that they make, like after having experience with them and then having like like doing research and stuff, like I do see like a merit. I'm not somebody that's like rushing out to buy all natural products and I'm not using like essential oils and I'm not like I'm not that bitch, but I do see like merit in some of those things. And that that doesn't even have anything to do with the economy, which I also or not the economy, with the um with the world, I guess. I'm like I also obviously like care about the world, but like that wasn't even like my first like thought in like deciding that I like these products and stuff. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just a bad person. I try not to be, but I'm maybe I am a bad person, but like maybe it's blue collar upbringing I I came from, but to me it kind of goes back to the carrot and stick and it also goes back to kind of what I said about And the rock. And the rock. <laughs> and but it also goes back to like what I said about like packaging. You know, I I saw a meme and I think I shared it with you, but it was one of those all these um essential oil people and all these people who want to be all environmental like when the outbreak of this pandemic happened man they were quick to get to chlor- you know clorox bleach like i want stuff that's going to work and if it's bad for my health and i do like you know this there are times that i'm probably detrimental to my health because i'm cleaning with products in very closed environments you know like when i'm in the beer court or whatever that's not good for me but i want to get the job done and I don't want to spend too much money on it. I want to make sure it works. Now, if I could get the job done, make sure it works, um, and it doesn't cost me more, I'm down. Um, if haven't, not, haven't we had the same conversation about like vinegar, though? That you were like, well, if you don't want to use chemicals and you want to get clean, like vinegar does... like. No, Tell yeah. about vinegar and windows. No, vinegar does vinegar. work. It doesn't work as well. <laughs> it oh, just doesn't. Okay. That's the thing. Like, you can use it, sure, but it doesn't work as well. I mean, I'm telling you, go talk to a doctor, you know, and a doctor's going to look at you and, like, yeah, Clorox bleach. Like, that kills everything because it's poison. That's what you're using. You're literally, that's why you wear, you know, if you can, why don't you go wipe down the counter using vinegar, you know, right? And a sponge, absolutely fine. I don't feel comfortable using Clorox bleach in the pub without having gloves on. Like, there's a reason why. But you will clean with bleach with the windows closed and the door closed and just like hot box yourself inside. Oh, yeah, and then I'll go outside and smoke a cigarette. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I know it's stupid, but... I know at least it works. This and is this where the coughing and the sickness <clears throat> from last time come from. I don't think so, but, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's that's the thing, and I don't think that it will. I don't think I think these companies who are trying to be trying to do the right thing for the environment, they have to charge because they have margins just like everyone else. It's more expensive. The people that are trying to make a profit and do the right thing are going to have to make decisions that um, people might see as unethical until the carrot and stick well we've also had a conversation rock we've also had a conversation before about um 
how they're like companies like Tide are so successful so you would think well not Tide Tide's not the company Procter and Gamble but those companies are so successful so you would think that if there was a a cost-effective way to be using appropriate ingredients they would be the first to do so yeah and there are cost-effective ways I mean I'm telling like 10 years ago the idea that there was a cost-effective way of making solar panels was insane. Like, people would laugh at you. They would laugh at you. The same thing with, with air power. Um, it doesn't, it didn't make sense, but it does now. And that's the thing. It's that the idea that you would get a car that could possibly be better than a gasoline-driven automobile that is ran by electric, you know, motor, 10 years ago would have been insane there are ways to do it but there's no incentive and you're taking the you know you're taking uh your economics class we have to we i'm there's a reason why i'm liberal like uh, a reason why i'm a democrat look you cannot pretend you cannot think that if we live in a free market or a quasi free market that people are going to do the best thing for the collective even though they have shareholders no they're going to do the best thing for their shareholders. That is what their job is. My job is to make my owners happy. Well, and it's just like, okay, like this is like totally like, I don't know if this is coming full circle or if this is like getting like super off, off of every topic that we're on. But like um, how when this pandemic sort of first started and instead of people immediately like being – there for each other and like people being like um like not turning it into like the purge it was like the exact opposite and it was like people rushing out and buying all the toilet paper and people rushing out and like buying up everything and like not giving a shit about anybody but themselves and like like acting like crazy people like is that not is that what you're talking about kind of or no no i mean kind of like yeah you have to it was like every man for himself and that's what that's what capitalism is. I mean, the people that think that's not what capitalism is, it's absolutely what capitalism is. Like it's like what do we have to do for me and my family to survive? That's it. Um when you're running a business, what do we have to do to make our shareholders happy? And our shareholders are not I just don't believe that you have a shareholder meeting and you've got, you know, a couple hundred people in the in this building and you're sitting there going, all right, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to sell our product in 2020 for the same price that we sold it to last year. But this year, it's going to cost a dollar more a unit because we're going to be environmentally sound and everyone cheers. I don't see it happening. They're going to go, are you out of your mind? Fire this guy. Like, they want profit. You have to make it profitable. So... That's where a new product can come into the market that 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 says we are eco, ecologically no environmentally sound, and there is a market for that, and that's what that's what what Gwyneth Paltrow or who who just say that was what Jessica Alba Jessica Alba that's what I mean that's what those people are presenting. I think Gwyneth Paltrow too, but but that's what those people are are presenting it as is like there's a market for this. And that's what they're doing. Mm. 
That's it. If we, we have to force the market sometimes to do what we need it to do. It's just the only reason Tesla became Tesla is because people thought it was cool. Like that wasn't, it wasn't because it was, you know, electric. It just doesn't work like that. You have to, you have to. Give them a carrot? Yeah. I mean, you have to give them some, either a stick or a carrot. You have to force somebody to do something and, or you make, I mean, it's very hard to make, you know, recyclable pencils cool, you know, and they're more expensive. Like it's just really hard. I will say that we are a Tide family. And if Tide would like to sponsor this podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're a clean family. We're a clean family. We're a clean family. If there's a better product than Clark, we're a clean family. If there's a better product than bleach, uh, Clark's bleach, uh, Tide, um, Pine Saw, or you know Dawn, that is also environmentally friendly. We don't use Dawn, but that shows you how many times that he has to purchase any household items. As we said multiple times, I don't know what a gallon of milk costs. I know what a case of milk costs. We use Ajax. Thank you very much, Carrie Underwood. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think I got all of our talk about the glass ceiling and all of that on here. What were, what started this conversation? Oh, well, we won't talk about what started this conversation because we're talking about other things. And I don't know how it went from that to the economy. <laughs> I have no idea. We were talking about something way different, which I won't say. Um, but this is just how a little conversation oh, turns yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. It took me a second. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, wait, not what everyone else is talking about, like thinking. But yes. Oh, I don't think I said that like scandalous. Like I was thinking, like I was like, well, you were kissing me, but then I was like, oh wait, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, we were talking about but you something. Were. We were. <laughs> were you not? Will you not? We were talking about something that was like, just like not like politically like correct or like that's like. I don't know. That's like kind of like offensive, I guess. I don't know. We, but it's not something that we're going to talk about here. So it wasn't anything inappropriate or scandalous. I don't know why. It wasn't anything like that. It was just um, it was just something that we're just not going to bring up um, on a public podcast. But basically, this is how it goes, is we just have a conversation about one thing and it turns into something else. And it makes absolutely no sense. And most of it doesn't tie together. But it's because... It reminds me of something or it reminds him of something and we just like brrr, and then we get down a spiral. So do you have anything to say on um, the economy or the environment or anything else that you would like to add to this random ramble? I think the economy is fine because I think that eventually when it comes down to it, we're going to have to force things. We're going to have to carrot and stick it and probably both. At the same, I hope to God when it comes down to it that the bill is called like the carrot and the stick. I hope to God that would be what so, bill? the bill. Like eventually, there's going to be a bill in Congress, and you know, the bill, like the act, the law for what for like all these environmental things that need to be done. Oh, I see. I see. I hope it's called the carrot and the stick. I really do. It's not um, going to be. No, it's not. The economy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that um, it's gonna ebb and flow. 
it's kind of I'm a flow. That's all I've got. It's gonna it's gonna come back um, after this quarantine, but it's gonna kind of. Okay, we don't need any. We don't need any quarantine crazy economy. Well, what, what are you asking about the economy? Like what? Like specifically, what are you talking about? No, I was just saying. Do you have anything you'd like to add? That's all. I was just saying because I was gonna wrap this up. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't have anything. I'm gonna get another beer. <laughs> Do you want to sit? No, but I did hear that. I heard a podcast recently uh, about some priests. Um, in Rome, and I was listening to it, and at the end of it, um, they ended it with chow, and I was like, oh my god, and so I really thought of you, but I'm not going to say it, even though I just kind of did. Yeah, and then we were, we were actually, we were talking about it after he told me about that, we were talking about it after he told me about that, and um, he said, "We, I don't know what, I said something, he's like, do you think, because you went there, and I was like, I was like, yeah, but I like. I mean, it, I like that has nothing to do with that. I went on a trip with a family I worked for. I went to Italy for two weeks. We went to Rome, and we went to Tuscany, and we went to Venice. And um, he was saying, like, do you think that has an influence on why you said ciao? And I, I, I really just said ciao just because it popped into my head. But I guess like he was saying, like, well, adios didn't pop into your head, and like sayonara or like whatever, like nothing. Like, nothing like that popped in your head. He was like, chow popped in your head. And he's like, so I wonder if, like, saying chow. But, like, that was, like, a handful of years ago. And it's not like, I mean, we did go around saying chow and stuff. But I don't know. I guess maybe it was just, like, lodged in my brain, like, waiting to be used again. But it really just was the first thing that popped out. And now I just can't stop. So until next time, ciao.